Hi, welcome to the Everton Way. This is Mark Watkinson from the Everton Way. My friend Dave Walton gives his honest opinion on the problems at Everton. With the club hovering above the relegation zone, in the midst of a desire run of form and generally lacking in creativity and leadership. So, why all the issues at Everton? When Farhad Mashiri took over the reins of Goodison Park in February of 2016, the Blues were promised that there would be investment available and potentially a new ground. So what's happened since? Well, a string of managers have spent a total of around £450 million during his tenure. And the Blues are further away than ever before of breaking into that elite big six. In all honesty, and it pains me to say this, they really should be there. Even as an outsider looking in, I have to admit that I believe they are probably the fourth or fifth biggest side in England. But the problem is the lack of continuity. Since Roberto Martinez was relieved of his duties in May of the same year, Everton have had a total of seven permanent managers and two individual spells each for David Unsworth and Duncan Ferguson. Ronald Koeman lasted 16 months, Sam Allardyce seven months, Marco Silva, 19 months. Carlo Ancelotti, 18 months. Rafa Benitez, 6 months. And now Frank Lampard has taken over since the end of January. So the cycle is, one manager comes in, the board back him. They spend a lot of money on new players. Results don't improve, so they sack the manager. So they bring in a new manager. They buy in more new players. Then they sack the manager when the results don't improve. It's a vicious circle, simple as that. Compare that to Liverpool. Jürgen Klopp told the owners, told the owners, FSG, that this was a five-year plan. There was a gradual improvement and an upwards curve on performances until we reached a level whereby we could challenge for titles and trophies. Everton have to learn to walk before they can run. In one of the things I couldn't fathom out, it was the appointment of Rafa Benitez. He was the winner of the 2005 Champions League with Michael Liverpool and Benitez won that title with a side largely inherited from a, from a sadly now departed Gerardouille. Benitez has never been a good man manager and was largely responsible for the near departure of Liverpool's favourite son, Stephen Gerrard. I remember hearing Stephen being interviewed some years later saying that after winning in Istanbul, he was expecting Benitez to say that they were going to build a team around him to challenge for the title. He never got the arm around the shoulder routine. Instead, he felt as if he was being marginalised and that selling him would fund the money to buy players for a tilt at the title. When you add that to the fact that he was looking to replace one of the best passers in the world football, Xabi Alonso, with Gareth Barry. That's like replacing a Ferrari with a Reliant Robin. To me, Benitez was a lucky manager. That's all. 
Not a brilliant tactician, a lucky, lucky manager. Marcel Brands was then employed as a director of football at Everton between 2018 and 2021. But after having such an outstanding record at AZ Alkmaar and PSV Eindhoven in, a, in his native Holland, it really didn't work out at all well. Mashiri joined Everton and would be using money obtained from selling his shares in Red and White Holdings, the owners of Arsenal, to business partner Alicia Usmanov. Obviously, this meant that the Blues had a lot of folding. Plenty of capital, so all of a sudden, players who were 10 million were now 15 million. Players who were 15 million were now 25 million. And this is where the problems lie. Now, these figures are taken from transfermarket.com, so these aren't figures plucked from out of the sky. Everton bought players like Michael Keane for 30 million, Alex Iwobi, 28 million, Ben Godfrey, 25 million, Abdullah Decore, 20 million, Moise Keane, 25 million, Andre Gomez, 22.5 million, Jean Philippe Gabamin, 22.5 million. Fabian Delph, 9 million. Gilfie Sigurdsson, 45 million. Davy Klassen, 24 million. Theo Walcott, 20 million. Cenk Tosin, 20 million. Yannick Balassi, 26 million. Morgan Schneiderlin, 20 million. And even Ashley Williams, 13 million. Now, off the top of your head, how much did that little lot cost Everton? Well, if you said 350 million, you'd be right, because that's the exact figure that I came up with. That's absolutely staggering. When you look at some of the, well, fringe players, Iwobi, 28 million. That's incredible. Moise Keane, 25 million. Gilfie Sigurdsson. I mean, who in their right mind would have paid almost 50 million for a player who'd already failed at one big club, Spurs, and went back to Swansea. Davy Clarsen, what did he do at Ajax? He, he, he did nothing. Theo Walcott, he was coming towards the end of his career, and Everton signed him for £20 million. Cenk Tosin, Yannick Balassi, £26 million for that guy. It, it beggars belief. It really does beggar belief. Now, to add insult to injury, some players were brought in on huge contracts like James Rodriguez. That was never a good fit and he was gone before he had time to settle. I do feel that Ancelotti could have been an excellent appointment, but he was always going to use Everton just to keep his eye in as a stepping stone. As soon as a bigger club came in for him, he was off and that's exactly what happened. But the Benitez appointment was, as far as I'm concerned, a panic appointment. The animosity for the former Red was instant, but it was his abrasive nature that has put the Blues where they are this season. Fallouts with various players, including Lucas Dina and James Rodriguez, were well documented, but to sell and release them after the fallout was professional suicide. The top three assist makers for the Blues last season were, in order, Lucas Dina with seven, Gilfie Sigurdsson with five, and Hamed Rodriguez with four. Two of those were sold and one can't play for legal reasons, and I'd rather not go into that. That's 16 assists taken from last season's figures right there. The next players on the list of assists were Seamus Coleman, who's been booed by large sections of Blues fans, 
Richarlison, whose job it is to be on the end of assists, not create them, and Abdoulaye Dekori. And therein lies one of the problems. There's absolutely zero creativity in the Everton midfield, and the focus seems to be more of a dogs-of-war culture. I looked at a couple of other clubs' list of assists last season. If Liverpool had lost their top three assist makers, Trent Alexander-Arnold, seven, Firmino, seven, Mane, seven, that's 21 goals, Liverpool would have lost. Manchester City would have lost Kevin De Bruyne's 12, Sterling, seven, Riyad Mahrez, also seven. That's City being 25 goals down. So losing Dina Sigurdsson and Rodriguez now becomes the major issue. To be fair, admittedly, Calvert-Lewin has been absent for some time due to injury. But the fact is, who would have been there to provide the ammunition for him anyway? If I were to have a bet, I think that Everton may just stay up by the skin of their teeth. But only because Watford and Norwich are such poor sides and Burnley are far too inconsistent. Personally, I believe that the Everton hierarchy and power brokers and Frank Lampard need to sit down in the summer and sort out a long-term five-year plan to get Everton back into the top six. Currently, Everton's enemies for that top six are Spurs, Arsenal and West Ham. The current big six are City, Liverpool, Chelsea, sadly United, Arsenal and Spurs. Now, that's my take as a complete outsider on the mess currently going on across Stanley Park, but it will indeed be a sad day on Merseyside if the Blue Noses go down.